0: Get together so that they
1: can try things You're about an intense podcast so that you can try things Now we will stop saying so that we can all now try this Hello and welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus.
2: And I'm just Ken. Anywhere else I'd be a, be a Ten. ten but uh, uh, i'm just just a friend abs, abs 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 i'm nick and today is our barbie episode powered by patreon what does that mean that means you guys picked this up in fact you guys picked two things this month and that's tied and we we're like you know what we want to see barbie let's do both the fan challenges and you can become a fan by going to patreon.com slash now try this cast where every month we vote on what to do and where to go and what to see. And please let us know what you want by going there and becoming a member. But today we are doing ba Barbie Barbie
1: Barbie. Marcus
2: Barbie. Marcus, you ever play with Barbies as a kid? Yes. With like your sister's Barbies?
1: Yes. So uh, my brother, not to put him on the spot or anything, uh, <laughs> went through a phase where he really enjoyed playing with my sister's Barbies. And I would play with him and we had a great time.
2: I can relate to your brother because I also played with Barbies that were in the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they were in the house. They might have been my Barbies. I don't even fucking know. You have uh, a but, sister.
0: It
2: could have been. Yeah, your but she's Barbie. like seven years old. I don't think they were been our old Barbies. I don't think so. I don't know. I think I went to the store and bought a Barbie and I played with it. Mostly I played with Barbies when I was playing mm-hmm. with like cousins and stuff. And I would use we would all our action figures would get married and stuff. Mm -hmm. that classic, classic use of Barbies. Did you ever play with a Barbie by yourself,
1: Marcus? No, no. That was too quick. I don't believe you.
2: Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Prove Prove you never played with a Barbie.
1: Uh, I'll call
2: my mom. Honestly, I put put you even more on blast than you just did your brother.
1: Uh, No, no, you didn't
2: play with Barbies, but you had this weird phase where you took my clothes. and.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, I, I feel like I... No, I, I've never played with Barbies. My sister had a Barbie Dream House thing. And <gasps> it was this Ooh. huge plastic thi- shell thing that I remember her having Barbies in in our apartment.
2: Mm-hmm. That's cool. I never I, had. I was like so that. jealous. Did you have any kind of big tentpole piece that housed other things like, you know, like um, well, a no. GI Joe well, jet thing. or a bat thing. cave or anything?
1: That's why I was so jealous of my sister. She had this huge, ginormous Barbie dream house, and I didn't have shit. I was just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I guess i have like I have cars. I guess you could put your little dudes in cars, but that's not as cool as having that's a whole the house. The house was well. Huge. They had bat caves. They had GI Joe bunkers. They had those things. I had a bat cave, but it wasn't my sister's Barbie dream house. Was twice the size of my bat cave.
2: You had a bat cave. I Marcus, I hate to break it to you, you are fucking spoiled. <laughs> I did I not have a
1: bat cave. Whoa, that's so cool! You got to get hand me downs, wow. hand me downs from cousins and stuff like that. They are old oh, toys. You just gotta. Yeah. They get older. They don't want them. They don't. They go to you. I
2: had one cousin that had every Zord. I remember going over to his, and he had, and not only did he have the regular Power Ranger Zord, he also had like the Green Ranger Zord, but then he also had like. The Bronchiosaurus they would ride like they he had all the Zords. Like legitimately all the Zords. And I wouldn't have would, room because
1: I never got him. I would have stolen it.
2: You can't. That Bronchiosaurus is
1: bigger than my head. I would have stolen. You it. remember that thing? Yeah. That was I my favorite. The
2: Zord it. would it would go in the Bronchiosaurus and it would just come in and then it would just win by being there. It never yeah. did anything. It no. just rolled
1: forward. I feel so like toys have a huge impact on us. And men people? on all on everybody on people Puerto
2: Ricans like what are you talking about
1: <laughs> I, I think toys have a huge influence on your childhood and growing it's up true. with the toys you play with bring back so much nostalgia
2: for you. What was your number one toy? And guys, this is a question I'm going out to you. That's right. This is your call to action moment. This is I don't care about you reviewing the show. I don't need you to join the Patreon and give us money. Don't do any of that. In fact, I if you leave us a review or a comment, I'm going to respond back to it and say poo poo on you because what I'm looking for this episode I want to know what your favorite toy was growing up and how it impacted you. Marcus, answer the question. My favorite
1: toy growing <laughs> up was. I'm sorry, do
2: you not like my tactic? Because there's something you like to say about.
1: Great. That's it right. was. It's cool. My favorite toy growing up was yeah. the spawn vehicle. There was not a spawn vehicle. What? There's a spawn vehicle that Todd McFarlane made. And it has flames on the side. The little door would pop up and had a missile. Um, and it was great. And it was the best. Oh, I'm looking at it on eBay.
2: Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at Mm -hmm. it now. Mm -hmm. That is literal fire. It's sick. There's (laughs) the seatbelts are like hell chains around the seat. Is that right? Is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh I love that. Cool. What was oh. Your favorite toy growing up? Oh, but before that, let me say, Tazam in the chat says my buddy was my best friend. My buddy was my best friend until Child's Play came out, and I was convinced he was Chucky. Then it was fuck buddy. Had to get rid of him. If you guys want to join the chat? Go ahead and go to twitch.tv/slashnotoriouskiss or don't, and let us know what your influential toy was.
1: I um, read that wrong because I thought what? Tazam was saying that the toy was his best friend and then became his fuck buddy. And So and Darren I've in the
2: chat all, also said Samantha Parkington, American Girl Doll, was the star of her heart. I'll be honest. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to think about it more. I didn't have a lot of, oh, I don't remember a lot of toys. I had the Zords from the first, the slime movie. with the slime oh, guy. Oh, that's pretty good. The animal ones, That's well, a good they try. were more cheaply made by that point than the like no, original ones. Don't, look, look, but they were, you don't they have were, to were pretty fight.
1: okay. They were okay. Your parents would were very proud of that. Your mom was very proud that she was able to get you that.
2: That's right. And she got me the eagle too, because the eagle goes on the back and becomes the wings. Mm-hmm. Don't take that away from your mom. The white eagle. She did good. You're right. You're right. She did great. I like that. I. I Ooh, I, it's hard. I mean, because I was a Lego kid, so I had some Legos. You had oh, Bionicles. You know, what I, the
1: hell are you talking about? You don't Marcus, remember I bought toys? those Bionicles
2: with my own money once I turned 16. <laughs> I, was a, I was an adult. <laughs> I was an adult choosing not to eat dinner with the money I was supposed to have to go buy Bionicles. I don't think That's, I
1: ever knew that part. I, yeah, the bionicles, bionicles came out. I picture you being eight or ten. Bionicles came out in like thousand and You were like, I would save my lunch money and go get Bionicles. Uh, and so I no, thought right. you were like 10 years old. Anakles came out in two thousand one. So,
2: in my head, what what adult leaves their eleven year old with money for dinner to order something? But that was, but that was my life, and that is what I did.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So now, as an adult, I'm like,
2: what ten eleven year old is left with twenty (laughs) dollars to order pizza for his dinner? But that was me. I I now remember because I'm Mm -hmm. looking at the time, and that is when I grew up, and that is what I did with
1: some of my money. Mm -hmm. Wow. Talk about a latchkey kid. Anyway, Voltron um, also in the chat. That's a great toy voltron my grandma i think from my uncle or someone else had a giant voltron toy that was like huge and i loved playing with it
2: i'm also looking on ebay for these pre-owned bionicles that i just sent and i think there was a resurgence and i sold mine for way too cheap
1: oh no it's very
2: upsetting uh but that's okay i needed the money so uh, the thing that's prevalent in my mind is i had a lot of legos but i remember i went to a garage sale and i got one of those lego kits where it came with something that looked like this, that looked like a little computer. And it had little Lego bricks that went on the side that had wires in them that would Mm -hmm. connect to motors. And the thought was you had to like create a robot with it, but I did. I bought it at a garage sale. So I never had all the pieces or knew, or had a computer to program the thing to do more. But I played with that thing a lot. Trying to build some kind of motorized something, and I never got a full robot. Aww. But but I got a, like a half robot that would roll around, and hey, I was yeah, so yeah. proud of it. I remember what was that called? Technics? No, it was I do not know.
0: Computer I was never Lego, Lego, a Lego kid
1: set. Those are oh, expensive. I really was. Legos, I got it at a garage sale. Yeah, exactly. It. That's how you get. Yeah. It. You get the bucket. You get garage sale secondhand Legos. That's the way to go. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got some stuff. Oh wait, is this it? Power? No. When I was young, I didn't know Ken was a girl's toy. I thought Ken was Barbie for boys. And I wanted a Ken. Then I learned that it was for girls. And I was told that I couldn't play with Ken. And what? I'm going to have, I'm going to buy a giant Ken now. Wait, is that a I'll real Put it back story? here.
2: Yeah. <gasps> I found it. It was called Lego Mindstorms. RCX. Google that. Lego Mindstorms. This is what I had. So it was this little computer, and then you can connect connectors to the side that would like connect to wheels and stuff. And you had to like try to make stuff. Oh,
1: weird. It's like Transformers, Mm -hmm. but Legos kind of.
2: I mean, the thought was eventually you could like do stuff with that. You had to like be creative with like the motors and the gears. But yeah, all it was, all it did was connect to one little spinning thing, and you had to like build out from there whoa yeah. very cool that's cool it was i played a lot with it it was very oh but i didn't have this touch sensor no i had the touch sensor i didn't have this temperature sensor or this light sensor wow or this lamp. legos have evolved man i know legos really have um now they have stuff that could do this way way more <laughs> yeah they could do way more things uh, oh i could buy it for 45 bucks damn that's crazy.
1: Anyway, Marcus, have you been trying anything new? Darren in the chat says, "Oh, Tazam says, B- uh, Barbies are universal, fuck prescribed generals. I agree. Anyone can play with a Barbie." Darren in the chat says, "The only person on the planet who wanted a Ken. Lol, that's brutal. Fuck you." <laughs> that is producer I wanted a Ken toy. He had cool outfits. My Someone's Batman us, didn't have cool outfits. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> my batman i had to you had to buy a bunch of different batman and then the different batman were sh- like different clothes differently clothes Ken, you buy the one ken and you have different clothes for the one koi it's efficient that's what i love efficiency oh apparently they kept coming out with
2: different versions of Mindstorm too so like more advanced slowly but surely
1: you that's are so in the cool. rabbit hole nick
2: It's right this I, I played a lot with it
1: Ask for one for christmas I Lexi for.
2: Lexi, reasons. give me give me a Lego set that is a robot, please, and thank also, you. Also,
1: thank you for, to Tizam in the chat for tipping a dollar. It's much appreciated.
2: Uh, you could have just said he tipped. I think it would have been more impactful. Maybe someone else would have tipped. Just for like, it it's just, it's just. I'll do it again. Criticism. I'll do it again. Okay, take it back. Pick okay. up. Pick up.
1: Thank you so much, Chazam, for the tip. The tip was definitely not for $1. It was for way, way more. Who knows how much more? Join the chat. Join the stream to find out. Is that, was that perfect. better? Yeah, that, that was good? perfect. Thank you. You try anything new? Nick, I have tried so many new things in an attempt to find something that I thoroughly enjoy. So that way I can give it to you. As a challenge, so we can keep doing this podcast, Nick. Well, it's
2: your turn for the challenge. So, what's the challenge? What's this new thing you've been trying that's uh that you're about to give me right now? I'm not
1: giving you anything new, Nick. I've been trying things that I've enjoyed. Um, look, the new season, it's like new season and stuff. New season of Always Sunny is on. The show's great, love it, but that's just a new season. New it's like we're getting we're Futurama's coming back, but you've watched Futurama, you know Futurama, you, you whatever. Right? There's some
2: episodes in there that are like gold. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. But like, so watching The Adventures of Superman, but it's only like two episodes out. So it might become bad. Not a lot to talk about. It's Superman. We've seen it done before, but it's yeah. cool. Looks I'm good. enjoying it.
2: I'm excited to try it. I'm enjoying it. It, it but would Nick, be a great challenge. Yeah.
1: I'm going to give you something that I have been talking about for a long time. And anyone that's known me has known. That I love this movie.
2: We can't do Guyver. I can't find it anywhere. I'm sorry. I'm
1: going to give it to you. It's on the same level as Guyver. Oh, no. That was a joke. Don't, please. It is on the same level as Guyver. Is it Axe Cop? Is it Axe Wolf Cop? Wolf Wolf Cop. Cop. You haven't watched Wolf Cop?
2: You keep almost giving it to me. Is that not what you're talking about? I keep forgetting that you haven't watched Wolf Cop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, Nick, I I genuinely think this movie is better than Wolf Cop. So I'm going to give it to you. I praise. I I did love Wolf Cup, though. (laughs) Um, Nick, I'm going to give you the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because you know I love that movie. Oh, wait. They made a sequel to that awesome Netflix movie? I'm so excited. It's so good. I love that movie. You didn't like it. You liked the sequel? I hated that movie, and there is no sequel to the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And, Nick, this is going to get a little confusing because there are multiple Texas Chainsaw Massacres that aren't exactly in order there's 3d there's five part ones there's the texas chainsaw massacre so i want to make sure that i get it right i think it is the only one that is labeled Wait, two why are you giving me two why not one you don't never I need to watch one
2: you've never seen texas chainsaw massacre one no i've only seen the netflix one which i found good
1: you want me to do them both i can do them both you want if you can do them both do them both if you can only okay. do one do part two. <laughs> Do part two. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 is a masterpiece of filmmaking. It is one of the most incredible films ever made. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is very much not that. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: It might oh, be is one it like of, one of
1: those bad movies? It's so like? bad, it's good. I, I love this movie so much.
2: All right. I love it so much. So I am watching the 1974's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then I will follow it with from 1986, The, the Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre part two. two, part two, part two. Yes. Okay. At what point should I watch Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre three? Never. What about Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation? Don't watch that one, especially. What about what about the cha- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre starring Jessica Biel's butt? That one, watch. I watched that one. I watched that one in the theaters. That was right. It was good. It was That's good for teen, teens. It was good. I liked it. What about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? The beginning. Don't watch. <laughs> or that How one. about
1: Texas Chainsaw 3D? Or how about Leatherface? Those I would a lot say of these movies, there's dude. a lot of the movies. It's one of those franchises that you don't think of as a franchise, but it's been around forever. They've tried making it stick. And they only make it like they only are able to release like one and then it doesn't work, then they wait, then they release one again, then they reboot it again. It's like a thousand reboots. The original cost $80,000 to make. Mm-hmm. Alright. I learned a lot about the original movie. I went down a deep rabbit hole learning everything I could before for our last one. For we the, the last me. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Guys,
2: go check out that episode. It was very funny. So Marcus I'll, I'll hated that movie. Try to I relearn it.
1: it. I'll try to relearn everything I knew.
2: Should I rewatch that one to make sure I no. re- like it still? No. Please don't. What, well, hold on, though. Right now, my image in my head is I loved it, so if I watch these movies, I might like that one better unless I rewatch it. I'm just saying, mm. well, I'm going to think about it. Okay. Okay.
1: It. Okay. Uh,
2: well, I'm glad you're trying something new is giving me Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> Marcus, you're trying I,
1: something new. I'm not. That's the whole point. Of the that's the whole purpose of the podcast. No, that's not the point
2: of this segment of the show. This segment of the show is what we've been trying. Marcus, ask me. What have you been trying this new? Marcus, I went to the movies and experienced existential dread about the world. I saw Oppenheimer nice. all three hours. Wow. Uh, Lexi and I wanted to go to an IMAX, but I am out here for work in, in a weird place. And I, I couldn't. So I saw a normal one. Honestly, what? uh,
1: What? um, Actually, uh, Christopher Nolan filmed it on true IMAX for IMAX theaters. And only about like 6% of IMAX theaters in the world can play the true IMAX. So even if you went to an IMAX theater, you weren't necessarily watching it in IMAX anyway. if
2: I was home and not out at work, I could have went to one of those real ones out on the upper... West Side. New York City does have one. New York City has one of those six. Yes. Yes. So I'm upset I couldn't see it, but I saw it in Marcus. I don't know if you're planning on seeing this. I don't know if it's like maybe I'll watch it at home. It's three hours. Who's going to go out? Marcus, go to the theater. Just go to the theater. To see Oppenheimer? Marcus, it was just a really, really well made movie. Is. Mm-hmm. The extent of what I can say, I I left me and Lexi left that movie, and we were ready to watch it again. Wow, really? We're gonna go to go to an IMAX if we can.
1: Wow, it was just.
2: I don't want to hype it up too much because obviously it's a movie with a whole bunch of people talking about making a nuke. Yeah, it's yeah, not. It's not it, exciting, but but, but it, it makes it exciting. exciting. He makes it exciting because it's Christopher Nolan, and like you have to sit there and really just let yourself enjoy this old drama it's like an older movie because it's this old stuff and it's people talking but it's made in a new way because it's Christopher Nolan and it's exciting but like at the very least even if you don't like if you're not into his style of filmmaking if you don't if you're not a Christopher Nolan fan I don't think anyone could walk away from the movie and not say that Killian Murphy is like transcendent mm-hmm I've been watching him for a long time from 28 Days Later, and he's in A Quiet Place too, yeah. and Peaky Blinders and Red Eye and a whole bunch of uh, Batman. He's a character actor from way back. He's been in so many things. He's always like the other guy. Yeah. This is his first, like, leading role in this kind of way. Wow. I just great. Just go to the theater to watch this movie okay. if you can. I because you- I know you, you're you three hours too long. I'm not doing that shit kind of guy. <laughs>
1: Look, like, like, I will find, why is it worth it? Hire me, Hollywood,
2: because I can always cut twenty minutes from a movie. You <laughs> cut twenty
1: minutes from any movie on the planet Earth.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like three movies, three like one-hour movies. Is I like. could have t- cut twenty minutes from it. I bet you. I'm sure you could have. <laughs> but the part, the point of it is the experience, and it was a, it was great. It was. Okay. You should go to the theater. I'd love to talk about it more. I can't spoil. He makes a bomb. Oh, man. Spoiled.
1: I also uh, have like recently li- like listened to multiple podcasts about Oppenheimer to kind of learn more about him before going into the movie.
2: Oh, you should have went in blind. I went in blind. I didn't know shit. Oh, really? It's great. I- I'll say this about its accuracy. Lexi was looking and the only and everybody's like, there's one there's one scene in the movie where there's flag's playing and those flags have 50 stars instead of the 48. They should have at that point in time. This movie is so fucking good that that's the only thing people can criticize.
1: I'm assuming it's not, I'm assuming it's much less accurate than it actually is because that motherfucker was a, a dweeb and a fucking nerd. So I'm curious to see how they interpret him. Oh, he's pretty sexy. The movie. <laughs> I'm not
2: gonna, lie. I'm not gonna fucking lie to you. This dude, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything, Marcus, but like,
1: this dude fucks.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I feel like based on what I've learned he's kind of he was kind of like an facts.
1: Incel a little bit,
2: but they're like real facts about his life.
1: Yeah yeah yeah, for sure you know? definitely. which
2: is crazy. But, you know, I mean, Kelly Murphy is pretty attractive, dude. Um but he like became really gaunt and I just I don't see
1: him at all in this part. Nick, you, know? you are you're being film bro stereotype a little bit about Oppenheimer. I it's- know, I know. <laughs> But Lexi, let's on this episode Lexi. about Barbie, and I'm ready Lexi, to talk about yeah. Barbie. And listen, you're spending listen. how long talking about Oppenheimer? Like four minutes. Like, we talked more about
2: the fact that you played with Kens and Barbies growing up, which is apartment. relevant to the episode. <laughs> Fair.
1: Okay. Okay. So, uh, let me just finish by good. saying
2: I agree with you. I feel like a, a film nerd dweeb bro film school bro talking about it Mm -hmm. because i really did like it the way that people liked inception when that came out but lexi is not that Mm -hmm. right lexi doesn't like watching these kind of movies with me i'm a little pretentious with my movies every once in a while it doesn't peek through too often but you've seen it every once in a while a little bit lexi's so the opposite she won't watch prestige movies with me she left the theater ready for more she wanted to see it again she didn't realize it was robert downey jr until halfway through the movie oh wow Next time you fools give us Oppenheimer instead of Bobby. If if I don't think you, you need to pit movies. I don't think I don't you think you fools. need, a pit. Think you need to piss. I, I don't think you need to other. I don't think you need to pit movies against each other, but if I had to choose,
1: I would have picked Oppenheimer. I hate you so much. That's all I'm saying. I disagree so hard. That's it. You if I had it. to watch Oppenheimer for this fucking podcast, I would have hated it so much more than just going in. Because I wanted to watch it.
2: Well, that's a different conversation. Then you're talking about... That's like people don't like the sure. great gas
1: because they have to read it in school but it's sure. a really good book like that's just the truth they, oh, well right. and i am grateful that they didn't give it me oppenheimer i'm just saying that you're like oh fuck we had to watch barbie the, the, that's the, not what the, i said the, the, i didn't say the, that uh, uh, if, I, I don't want to I mean, pit two movies against each other
2: but i see, uh, but i'm just talking the discourse people are doing that anyway and i'm just offering my opinion and what's your discourse. opinion on
1: the discourse The discourse, there's no discourse. The discourse is go see both movies. That's the discourse. The discourse is like go to a double feature, see both movies. That's that's 90% of the conversations and only certain, I feel like in the film bro circles is where they're like, well, you're not a man if you go see Barbie. You're only a man if you watch a big bomb. Marcus, boom. I don't
2: know if I've ever said this to you, but you are putting so many goddamn words in my mouth <laughs> right now. I swear to fucking... I'm just... Not, I'm not putting words in my mouth. It's not even close. I'm giving you an
1: opportunity to, to defend yourself because I'm, I'm pointing out how you're coming across...
2: No, I'm not. And I'm you're really coming liked, across. I liked Oppenheimer more. It was a great movie. I'm just saying people should funny go see that. Across. I was just giving credence to the fact a, that people should an go an to that episode the, about Barbie. You're saying, I'm mostly talking to you. I'm mostly talking to you because I okay. know that you this is the type of movie you'd be like, oh wait, it's three hours. I want to watch at home with so a snack and a pee I break.
1: should see Oppenheimer in theaters. That's my whole point, yes. Do you think people should go see Barbie in theaters? You know what? Fuck it. It's my challenge next week. Go see Oppenheimer. Do you think people should go see? I will. I'm, I pass. Do you go see <laughs> Do you go see Barbie in theaters? Not versus Oppenheimer. Because everyone, the conversations are a double feature. Everyone's talking about double features. So here's it's not thing, one or the other.
2: Do you, the Barbie movie, which we are now talking about, okay. uh, is a zeitgeist moment. So people should see it in theaters so they're a part of the moment. But if it wasn't a moment and you're asking me if you need to see this movie in theaters, I mean the crowds are great. It's great to see this kind of movie with people. It's like a solid B plus. You can you can wait. You can you don't have to. It's it's good. It's it's really good. But like, you know, I don't know. Like what was you know, it it's it's it really good, you know? How do you feel about the movie? <sighs> are you about to like hate this movie or love this movie? I can't tell. I love this that, movie. That,
1: that's, you loved this movie. I loved Barbie. Are you I, gonna make me the good guy I I, or the bad guy? Because I really you like are the bad guy to- already. <laughs> <laughs> you spent twenty minutes talking about Oppenheimer. That's, that's bad guy territory. Four. You kept
2: going. I just wanted to say it was good. <laughs> <Freaking>. <laughs>
1: I, the person who's giving you Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 next week, loved Barbie. I thought it was- I told you love about it. So here's the problem that I have. I think going into movies and going to see things in movies, I feel very much like it should be an experience. It should be enjoyable. And I'm sure Oppenheimer is. I, I was mainly shooting on you for the bit. I know. But I feel like I'm sure Oppenheimer is great. But I do think that there's something to be said about the experience of going to see Barbie. Because I don't know if this happened for you, but when I went to go see Barbie, there were women dressed to the nines, all wearing pink. They had flashy outfits. They got dressed up. It was an experience in, in, in a way that going to the movies hasn't really been. And especially since COVID, going to the movies has definitely not been. An experience for people. We had, you know, Across the Spider-Verse, and there was a cage, like some people dressed up as Spider-Man to go see Across the Spider-Verse, but like, not like this. I didn't see Barbie opening weekend, like opening weekend or anything like that. I saw it on Monday. I saw it yesterday. And so many people were dressed up still, which is so impressive for a film to be embraced by so many people, to have such an influence on people, for to be a fun event for people. I think theaters are a form of escape and I think that it was really fun and cool just to kind of see that happening and if the theater had like a liveliness to it that I feel like it hasn't had in a long time. This opening weekend for Barbenheimer mm-hmm. is
2: is one of the highest weekends ever for ticket sales. Uh, it is in the conversations with Avengers Endgame, with Force Awakens. Now, those movies were by themselves, and this is both movies, but you're right. A lot of people were seeing both these movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were doing that. And this movie, Co Rushed, this movie did 155 million domestic, 382 million so far worldwide. Wow. And it just came out this weekend. And if the writers' strike and the actors' strike weren't a, literally happening right now, mm-hmm. movies would be back. Yeah, but these stupid execs are totally ruining all their good faith. But I, I don't, I, don't agree with the time movies would be back. But I, I get what you're saying from COVID. From COVID, I don't mean I don't mean like the, the that I conversation think, from like our movies that I mean movies have been slow since COVID.
1: Yes, 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 yes. But that's I, I, I don't think I think we're in a phase where people are more selective with their movie choices. Like in general, I think post-COVID people in general are always going to be more selective oh, with the sorry. movie choices. So I don't think one movie's going to be a trend of bringing people back to the theaters. I think it's just going to be like, we're going to see bumps up when there's like a movie that is in the zeitgeist that everyone's interested in. Yeah, almost like that's happening again where it hasn't
2: happened for a while. So someone might say that movies are back. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These what? movies are go, back, is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> we had Spider-Man fun. across the Spider Verse. That was a huge that, Yeah, but those movies are always big. We haven't had movies that weren't like that that are big until now. So are Christopher Nolan movies? They're always big.
2: Barbie. Barbie beat the Christopher Nolan. Barbie. Movie. Barbie. Greta Gerwig, A female director. Barbie. A dying brand. Barbie. A deconstructed look at feminism. Hell yeah. Was the biggest box open? That's what I mean. Like, it's, it's, it's funny because it's funny because I mean, they never learn the right lessons, right? The, 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 the lesson that the executives are going to learn from this is like, okay, so people like known IP and Christopher Nolan. So, next up is going to be Hot Wheels by Christopher Nolan. That is what's coming up next. Wait, summer.
1: all the film bros would watch that.
2: That's the, but that's not the point. The <laughs> point is, you and I know that the reason that this got the bump is because it's new, fresh creative ideas, our tours, Mm -hmm. working in their space, just making great films. Yeah. Um, But yes, I am working right now for the summer in the Hamptons. Bro, I did see it opening weekend on a Friday in the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. I saw literal Barbies all around me, in pink, ready to see this movie. It was crazy. It was crazy to me how many kids I knew some kids would come to this movie, but now that I've seen the film, PG-13 is like, just for suggestion, yeah, like you can't yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Can take a. I don't want to judge anybody, but I think an eight year old, nine year old, 10 year old is fine, you yeah. know, seeing this movie. And people thought so because there were a lot of kids, sure, I, in, there are a lot of kids in the movie theater, too. Which, you know,
1: honestly, overall, I kind of dig. I, I, I agree. Not, uh, nothing, yeah. Yeah. You know? I feel like. Um, Better I, than seeing Endgame. I think this is a great movie, but I also do think it is like a movie for teens. Like, I think it's a movie that resonates with everyone of all age groups, but it is like baby's introduction to feminism kind of stuff where it's like that's that's nice and that's needed in movies. I feel like you need movies with messages like this for young women to watch and like understand and, and have a sense of like, oh, someone gets it. Someone understands what I'm going through. Someone understands this, how the world is and can kind of like introduce me to it or whatever, uh, or explain it in a way that I've never thought of before. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's like
2: Greta Gertwig's other movies are Little Women and Lady Bird, and she is still playing on the same ideas and tropes she's been playing with uh, throughout there, but this this movie is also not for kids, right? Like, there's, you know, I think it's so it's super funny because, like, this movie takes these themes of feminism and the patriarchy and things and are making them in a plasticky easy to consume thing but almost that in and of itself is like a metaphor on the brand itself like even them making it easy is almost a commentary on not doing it quite right too you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like this movie is working like on a lot of different levels which like is so impressive that an 8 year old can watch it and have fun and enjoy it and get the jokes and then a 40 year old can watch it and have fun and get the jokes and then I also saw older people, a 67 year old could watch
1: this half fun, yeah. and get the jokes. No, you know, they probably knew who Ruth was. I have no idea who mm-hmm. Ruth was. Yeah, I think did it's you a, know. No, I did not. It's a, it's an incredible film, like I said, for all ages where it's like you can be any age and relate to it. I think there's a sense of nostalgia. Yeah. Like we were talking about our favorite toys earlier. They're so like they yeah. showed clips of all these women at the end of the film, like who were influenced by Barbie. And I just love that. I thought that was great to transition to talking about the fir-
2: hey ken thanks for the bits welcome to the welcome to the live stream uh for me the coolest part about this movie was how and you know I love this they didn't try to explain it to me i thank god yeah. thank god there's a barbie world there's the ceo they're trying to get barbie to go back because when it happens c- catastrophe happens yes that's it that's it i don't need magic i don't need explanation of dreams i don't
1: need any of that. There's no MacGuffin. They, there's a None point where it. they try to explain it and they're just like, they're like, oh, is it like, oh, all of our hopes and dreams have manifested in this place, or is it just like and there's just like yes, yes, yes. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all yeah. Yeah, you exactly. It's, yeah. That was perfect. That was the perfect way to do it. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Just go with it. No one cares. I think the crazy thing about this film is she did such a good job of making
2: these big things because there's like a musical number and these great sets. And it's really funny that Barbie drinks the orange juice like this. Yeah. And like all these great things, but also like there's these amazing, poignant, quiet moments. Like when she sees an older woman on a bench and she calls her beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow. That was like a really beautiful, quiet, cathartic moment in this like big bombastic blockbuster pink movie and i was just so impressed with the confidence to have moments like that in there
1: you know yeah no i think that like i i was watching a little bit about greta gerwig talking about her influences and how she like i know it's it's hard because i feel like the conversation unfortunately has been a lot with these two movies talking coming out is like film bros it's like okay if you appreciate (laughs) film go see Oppenheimer if you just want to have like a good stupid time, go see Barbie, and it's like, no, actually like, Greta Gerwig is a film buff, and like, also like, you can see the influences in her film she's talking about how she took a lot from the Wizard of Oz, there's Wizard of Oz posters when they drive by us the movie theater, they have the pink brick road as they're leaving this world and transitioning into the real world there's like so many things like that there's like she studied color in french films like uh, i have some of the movies up the ladies man the philadelphia story things like that there was like direct influences direct references 2001 a space odyssey with the introduction of the barbie like just so many things like that and homages to like great films that she like loved are in this film and it's really interesting and cool to see that and be like oh i can watch you I can see you watching these things, loving these things and putting them in this film and taking things away from that. Same way like with Jordan Peele, when he talks about horror movies and how they yeah. influence his work. It's like the same exact thing. And that's really cool to see. I feel like that's a, that's a great art tour.
2: Oh, yeah. She's so fantastic. I She's I'm so excited to see. I, I'm not actually excited to see what she does next because we kind of know what she's going to do next. So she signed too. on to do. No, she is signed and attached to do Narnia movies for Netflix.
1: Yes, which honestly, about that.
2: I I hope they're great. She's great. I just that's such a hard thing to do. Those movies are hard to adapt. The 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 world is weird and hard. Yeah. Netflix might not be. I don't know. Like I, I I've never been nervous for her, and now I'm nervous. But if they like, let
1: her have a unique spin on it, I think it'll yes. be good. If they if she's too, if she's forced to be beholden to the books as they are, I think it'll be boring. Yeah, I mean, they Netflix, everybody wants those movies
2: Disney did before. Now Netflix wants them to be like Harry Potter. They want them to be big things that all the kids love, and yeah. they can make a Narnia land. And I don't know if those books are that, but that's what studios want that's out of them. That's what they want so- it to be. So there's a way to do it. I they mean, want it to be and,
1: IP that they can go to and have yeah. a, a section of Universal Studios dedicated to.
2: Yeah, but if anyone can do it, it's her. I just, the only thing that's sad about that, it's like when Ryan Johnson was attached, attached to Star Wars movies. It's just like there's these great art tours that are like doing stuff. And I'm like, I'm glad you're doing this cool things and you're going to get the money that you deserve. But it's also like, and she's not going to go make an original movie because she's going to be busy for five years doing the Narnia movies. Well. I,
1: you're right about that. I don't mind it so much, but I do mind when they're so limited because when they make yeah. these films, a lot of times they're just like so, so, so limited and forced yeah. into a box. And then you're like, okay, I, I didn't really see you in that film. Like all the it Marvel happened a lot movies, in the Marvels. Yeah, all the Marvel movies were like very excited. Sam Raimi on uh, Multiverse of Madness? Sam like, Raimi,
2: Ryan cool. Coogler, the lady who did Eternals. I'm so sorry I forgot her name, but she won an Oscar. All
1: these great people you know? in cinema forced to make superhero movies and then, like, being super constricted.
2: Yeah. Um. But you know what they say, you know, it's like one for you, one for me, right? And Chloe's out. Thank you so much, Darren. Yes, Chloe's out. Uh, it's like one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you. So it's not like we'll never get an original movie from her again. Yeah. It's just... um. But to answer Ken's question, the thing, uh, Michael Sarah, I thought it was great, and it is. Michael Sarah was great. It is a kids movie, and it's not a kids movie. You can totally watch it, and you'll love it. Uh, But also, I think there's stuff for kids. Uh, Yeah, Michael Sarah was great. It
1: was really great. Surprised me because I thought I was like, oh, it's gonna be a stupid little joke, and it was a stupid joke. But it was a stupid joke that like delivered several times throughout the film, and it worked. It yeah. was
2: really funny when he had to go back and he was like, I'm never going to leave him. <laughs> it, was, it was so, it was so funny that this movie was funny. It was this movie very, was really funny.
1: funny. I feel yeah. like it was funny. It had heart and it was emotional. It, it just hit all the beats of so many, like really, really good movies that I sit down and I rewatch over and over again. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, the plot's not complicated. It's fine. But I think the plots of most movies aren't that complicated. A person goes and does a thing and then they come back and they're either changed or they're not. And that's most movies.
2: That's the only (laughs) thing for the movie that I was in um, that made it not a perfect movie for me. Mm -hmm. All the way up until the moment when they went back to Barbie land and their plan to get the guys, their plan to get the Barbies back on their side that felt just like a little uh, like easy and like quick and like, we're just going to do this. And then it's over. And then and I was going to move on. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so so yeah. that, there was, uh, all right, fine. But, but then but- it led to really amazing things like the Barbie's complete plan to work against all the cats and put yeah. them together together, made a great moment, you yeah. know, and like America Ferrera's speech was a really good speech. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we got to see America Ferrera in something big like this. Cause yes. I grew up watching ugly buddy. I love her so much, mm-hmm. but that was the only part of the movie where I'm just like, Oh, Okay.
1: Cool. Right. I but you know. I I feel like the whole movie was like that. I mean, like you know, like she not in a bad way, but I feel no, like no, no. That's, yeah. that's that's kind of the vibe of the movie going into it. It felt like oh, these are very simple plots. Like she's she's like going into this world. She doesn't even want to go into the war, real world. Yeah. There's like a lot of stuff like that where it's like she goes, she meets, she immediately runs into like the CEO of Mattel, and there's no like journey of her getting there. Really, it's like ten minutes you know yeah. and, and immediately we're like in this battle the the mattel ceos they're chasing her but they conveniently take like an entire two days extra than it took anyone else to get to barbie world but you know why i didn't have a problem with any of that stuff i just found it really funny like exactly. i felt like legitimately exactly. yeah. that was just the moment where i
2: it took but me out for a second but, but that's sort but of but my like,
1: point with everything it's like the whole
2: movie everything was, was easy like that it was supposed
1: to be yeah it, everything was easy but it was I. I had no problem with it at any point in the movie. It, it yeah. felt right. It felt like okay for most of it. I thought it was. I, I
2: agree. But like watching all the CEOs go backwards through the thing and watching all the CEOs through the cubicles and like Barbie immediately finding the daughter, but then the daughter tearing her apart and she has to go to Mattel and mm-hmm. like America. Obviously, it was America Fair was playing with the dolls and like all that stuff that was like i kind of i liked it i liked that yeah. it was easy like i didn't need a convoluted plot i didn't need intrigue or like suspense of like who did it and where are they going and how are they gonna get away because i just cared about the characters right yeah and like which is i think a huge strength in the movie and i think the huge strength of the movie obviously lies with Margot and ryan god they were so spectacular like she was incredible. a perfect barbie
1: yes and, and he was a fantastic he was, oh, Ken. He was an they, incredible Ken. Yeah,
2: they were like, like. Well, let's talk about Ken in a second. But like, Barbie is like, Amy Schumer was attached at some point. Anne Hathaway was attached, and I'm sure they would have been mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, and uh, other people would have been great too. But like, Margot Robbo is one of those actresses who's always so good, and she's always like in the in demand. So she's like attached to a lot of things. Yeah. And she does a lot of things. So I think she gets lost a little bit with how good fucking good she is she's like, incredible the way you have to pull off the smile and the tact of being a Barbie and experiencing these things and so she's like playing a almost a creature because she's not playing mm-hmm. a human but she's adding all these human elements to it like wow yeah. she was so so
1: great it was so funny because I I was talking I I leaned over to Darren and I at the beginning of this film I was like Greta Gerwig and uh, Margot Robbie have pulled off the entire movie of like "Don't worry, darling" in the first like five minutes of this film. <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, "Oh, this is do 'Don't worry, darling' wishes it was." Yeah, it's 100% what oh, "Don't worry, darling" yeah. wishes it was. It's like yes, yeah, it's the same kind of movie. It's about totally. similar things, you know, a yes. fake world, how men are like pro- toxic masculinity, how that's involved. It's so so yes. many thematic similarities between those two films and this movie in the first like 10 minutes just was a million percent better
2: and don't worry darling
1: And, and dude can we just talk really
2: quick ryan god anyone who had a question about ryan gosling as ken was so freaking wrong because he was perfect i loved him he was i just he just he's so good at letting us laugh at him yeah you know yeah. but he's also like a heartthrob and at that level of like the the Matt Damons and the Brad Pitts and the, you know, George mm-hmm. Clooney's and he's that of his generation. And he's like a heartthrob and people love him and he's a yeah. leading man. But like he
1: makes fun of himself this entire movie without with all the sincerity in the world. It's so funny because I don't think there are a lot of actors who could do that, who could remove their egos. From the equation to allow themselves to (laughs) seem stupid, but also be so vulnerable. Because this is very vulnerable, like acting. He's so vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. Ken wears
2: his heart on his sleeve the whole time.
1: Yeah. And it was so funny because they were talking about casting Ken. And uh, Margot Robbie's a producer on the movie too. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, great. And so she was saying that when they were looking for casting and they were thinking about casting that one of the reasons they chose ryan gosling is because they needed somebody who was gonna like because it's it's a woman directed movie and so they were like they didn't want somebody who's going to be a problematic like hollywood male on set kind of like we were talking about tom hardy during mad max they didn't want like that situation happening
2: yeah sure shia labeouf was attached and don't worry darling there's a whole thing yeah 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 yeah. So 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 they were
1: like they need a guy who's like can pull off vulnerability can have his ego Aside, and also have the acting chops to do it. We're probably so, also
2: a feminist.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, they, they chose Ryan Gosling because there's a viral video from years ago of Ryan Gosling stopping a fight in the street. Uh, I think in New York City or something. And he just, there's these two people fighting. He gets in the middle of it, he stops it, and everyone in the crowd is freaking out because they're like, is that Ryan Gosling from the notebook? <laughs> And they were saying during the interview that that's like that level of humility that they were able to remove themselves, their level of fame and everything, and be human for a moment was like why they chose him to be Ken.
2: I love. It. So Ryan Gosling got this job because he's a good person.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm literally watching it now, and he's just like calming everyone down yeah. and leaning the guy away. Wow, good that's clip. so good. Honestly, I hope he's. A good person, because I, I love Ryan Gosling, yeah. and I would I would love to continue loving him in this aspect as well. Yeah, um, oh, that's so good. Oh, and Darren says he's a girl dad too. I feel like that was really critical to this performance. Actually, yeah, I actually think. Oh, thank you, Jay Firsty, for the follow. Um, Darren, thanks for pointing that out. I think. Like being a dad and a dad of a daughter, you know, I wonder how much that like painted his performance, and like, could he have done this role ten years ago before his children? You know what I mean? I I always find that stuff really interesting from an acting standpoint. Yeah, because I can act I, right now. I can act like I can have a child, but, but if I played a dad, a child is different. if I if I played a dad right now in a part, and then I play a dad in ten years when I'm actually a dad, like it, like how different is that performance going to be? I, I've always thought that thought exercise is like really
1: interesting, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah, I feel like when because, you're pulling from the
1: emotional well, it is easier to go to things that you have experienced.
2: Well, it's I not even that. that like you don't you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like everyone says you don't know until it happens. And I, I think that's probably true. Right. Like right now so. we both we're good people. We like kids. Mm-hmm. We, we're we pretty sure we're going to love our children more than anything else in the world. But to experience that is going to be like a different thing.
1: You know, something that we can never quite. His mom says, go have a kid right now. Guys, join the Patreon. Donate. <laughs> I dropped my chair. <laughs> next challenge is going to be have a
2: child. Uh, we need a lot more people to join the <laughs> Patreon right now. Guys, if you are here for the first time and you want our next challenge to be,
1: Marcus and I are ready. We're ready. Let's go. You give us enough Patreons, we will go right In now. this situation, are we adopting a child together or are we separately going and Marcus, having our I'm own children? Sure- I think the Patreons decide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Join that
2: Patreon. Um, and then I I how do you talk about this this uh Ken performance without talking about the song? I, I know everyone rags on La La Land. I loved it, you thought it was fine, other people think it's fine, some people love it, but like Ryan Gosling crushed this song.
1: It's so good. I think Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling did such a good job. The soundtrack overall, too. Like, yeah, Ryan Gosling did a great job. Let's let's praise Ryan Gosling. But I do want to say that the like, T. Sorry to interrupt. T. Is going to be more than a dollar for us to have a kid. Just In this economy, at least two dollars. Um, I got to say the soundtrack was well curated. I think that Greta Gerwig's influence on that, whoever else had a hand in that, like that was incredible. It felt like a musical a little bit because a lot of the songs were original songs that were talking about specifics of what was going on in the moment. I listened to Lizzo at
2: the beginning, right?
1: Yes. I listened to the whole soundtrack and there was like, oh, I didn't even, they didn't even play that part of the song, but it's specifically referencing like something that was going on in that moment. And I thought that was really clever. It felt musical, like like a musical in that way, which I loved. I love the soundtrack. I immediately I'm went home and bought the vinyl. I'm very excited Oh,
2: cute. That's awesome. Wow. So you're going to have Ryan Gosling's Barbie on vinyl, and I have Ryan Gosling on La La Land on vinyl. Look at us. We're a couple mm-hmm. of Ryan Gosling. Yeah, my, my album's We're, better. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is it pink? It better be pink. The album has to be pink. Thank you, T, for donating that second dollar. You're, we're, you're still just a couple shekels away mm, from um, just so close. Keep donating
1: one dollar, and maybe we'll have a kid. On no, the no
2: you know what, T? Anyone out there? You, you, you go ahead and tip whatever, however much you think a baby costs. This is a nice, fun thought <laughs> exercise. Let's uh, let's see, how, let's see who's closest go ahead (laughs) ahead. (laughs) anyway full dance number there is a dance ballet sequence in the middle uh that's very classic old school hollywood and it was so great uh simu liu yes uh, shang chi from marvel movies he was so fun and so good and he played so well against ryan you know played another Uh, 10
1: that was incredible yeah i, I have him. a feeling
2: we're gonna see a lot out of that dude like yeah. in the next 10 oh, years Seemo, like I, just, yeah. I I have a feeling like he's just he's 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 that dude you know he's freaking it but all the kens were so good and so mm-hmm. funny how there's all the different kinds of barbies there's stereotypical barbie there's president barbie writer barbie and then there's all these kens that are just mm-hmm. ken yeah yeah <laughs> and uh and brian gosling's professional beach I, <laughs> not love lifeguard, not, I love was, that. I love that. So funny.
1: The, the movie was hilarious. The writing was, it was incredible. So funny. Uh, who's it written by?
2: Greta and Noah. uh Noah Bomb. Whatever her uh, her husband, her partner.
1: Baumbach. It was incredible.
2: Baumbach. I The writing was so clever. It was so funny. It was Do simple you know and elegant. A, a Marriage Story with Adam Driver. Yes, Star- I Arthur. never watched it, but he's I it. he's the director of
1: that movie. Okay, cool. And he's Greta Gerwig's partner, and they both wrote this movie together. Ah. yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Can this can is this? I heard they say the J jokes. That's right. You want the J jokes, you go see this movie.
2: Ooh, Jay Firsty has asked which superhero multi multiverse, multiverse would Barbie join? Feige's MCU or Gunn's DCU? Oh, that's easy. Uh she would be wasted in the MCU. She would be know. wasted in the MCU. I think if you were to tell me another other directors had to direct Barbie movies, you know, I would say James Gunn might make a good one, you know.
1: James I, Gunn's yes. got like
2: the kind of sincerity you need to make a movie like this but make it funny, you know?
1: Yeah, I think James Gunn could do, if we're doing Barbie into the DC universe I think yeah. I think James Gunn could direct that. Yeah and Issa Rae was great all the, I mean, we just
2: raved about Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling because they're the stars, we also raved a little about America Ferrara, but Issa Rae, um, Will Ferrell, Katie yeah. McKinnon, all the Barbies, all the Kens Michael, Sarah, I, I didn't, I didn't feel a weak person in this movie. I thought everyone brought their A game. They obviously were having fun. They got the joke. They knew why they
1: were there. I yeah. mean, I loved, I loved everybody. I loved everyone too. There was um, also uh, there was just random Barbies where you're like, and Kens where you're just like, oh, I know that person. There's uh, the guy from Secret Invasion is a Ken that that's like prominently King, featured. Kingsley. I think I don't know Kingsley. Um, it was in, yeah, Rito Kingsley Benader Yeah, Rito Araya, who I ju- who's an umbrella academy and I just saw in Polite Society. She mm-hmm. was in, she was also randomly a Barbie. It was just like and it have also felt like the Barbies were inclusive in a way that I was concerned about originally. If I'm But it, it didn't feel
2: forced. It didn't feel like, well, we got to make sure to have this kind of bar. Yeah. it felt honest and they all felt they were all such great actresses and and actors for the kens everyone felt natural and good and yeah. there and it was so it was so nice yeah it was so nice cuz it didn't feel like it was painting boxes but like i mean there there, there were there were multiple kens of color there were multiple mm-hmm. barbies of color there
1: yeah. i i i didn't uh you know i didn't feel any of that yeah you there know, was a like, trans barbie too there was like different barbies of different there was a pregnant barbie which was very funny in reference to like the, the the, the doll the doll that was <laughs> it
2: was very funny because <laughs> that because also to have a barbie like that means that barbie's fuck
1: yeah which is a weird yeah. thing to set up in the lore of barbie mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think they will make a sequel ken in the chat but so?
2: this made so much money man it made, made so, so, much, so, money, so, so it, much
1: money but if they're focusing on a mattel universe which is the current rumor going around not rumor they're in development for hot wheels uh okay I mean, well, nothing's in. I mean, they're in the felon, but everything's paused right now. So we'll see. Let's see. After Barbie, Mattel is raiding its entire
2: toy box is what this says. Scroll down, scroll down. Just give me the information. I don't care about your article. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you oh. write beautifully. Just give me just while, give me while the you're talking about that.
1: For. um Darren says that Emerald Fennel was uh, the pregnant Barbie. And she was the writer and director of Promising Young Women
2: i loved that movie i mean i didn't love that movie that movie was really hard to watch but like really important yeah but i love that i didn't know that mm-hmm. yo that's so cool oh my goodness man the more and more you find out about some stuff i yeah. bet i bet if we just sat here and picked apart this movie bit by bit more things would make us happier about how it was made why it was mm-hmm. made who made mm-hmm. it yeah it's so great it's
1: one of those movies i feel like when you see a big movie and you see their influences like I want to go watch these movies. I want to watch these movies The Philadelphia Story and The Ladies Man that I have never seen and be like what are, what are these? I want I like the color. I like the the choices. I like the pop that this film presented. I want to see what that's about. I I honestly was like this was one of those movies that I was like, "Oh, I want to own this in 4K because I thought the color usage and everything like that was so beautiful."
2: So you ready to hear some of these movies that might be coming up? Yeah
1: there is an untitled
2: barney movie there is a hot wheels movie an american girl movie a magic eight ball movie a matchbox magic Eight ball movie is a should be a horror movie a poly pocket movie a rock'em sock'em robots movie that could be good a view master movie
1: and an uno movie those all would be great here's my pitch for every single one of those go slow name the first movie i'll give you the, my pitch
2: okay hold on i gotta Google it. also again.
1: while you're finding while you're googling in again j Frust first d one says uh i love the diversity and i think that it was definitely intentional but also wasn't forced it's uh like it's being criticized um it's literally exactly the dolls that were made and that's right yeah it felt
2: honoring in a way that I didn't know I wanted Barbara to be honored, but also progressive in a way that didn't feel forced. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Okay, hit me all with right, that You list. ready for my pitches? Okay, I will you ready? P-
1: make a movie of
2: all this stuff. Great. Hit me. Right. What's your parameters? Do you get, like, five sentences or something? You just get, like, three seconds? I'll or give you a, a just... quick cool. plot ready? I'm not going to okay. do
1: the the bit from Patton Oswalt where he goes on filibustering forever. I will just be quick, give you a quick little sum.
2: Great. I'll add more if I want to, because this is funny. Okay. Um, I'll go I'll go out of order, so I throw you off. You ready? Rock'em, sock'em, robots. Go.
1: Okay. It's a movie where they have a tiny robot that has to be trained in a fighting death <laughs> arena, right? And it's trained by the a former retired best boxer in the world who hates robots. Played by robots. Hugh Jackman. Played by Hugh Jackman. It's called Real <laughs> Steel. Move on! Next one. Uh, Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket, oh, Polly Pocket, it's set, it's not toys. They are not toys. We're not doing Barbie again, where it's like, oh, it's toys that have come to life. We're not doing Uh that. Polly Pocket is a adventure story through the worlds of Polly Pocket. Because if you remember, Polly Pocket had different little pockets that she could travel through. Bam, it's an adventure. Or, great, hear me out, it's like Lady Bird 2. Like, just (laughs) what with Polly Pocket. (laughs) Set in the 80s.
0: Uh, Hot Next Wheels one.
1: Hot Wheels Okay Hot Wheels What sets Hot Wheels apart from every other movie? The cheap IP There oh, are Hot Wheels for every single IP imaginable So they ha- it can be like the Lego movie But with cars So you can have an insane Fast and the Furious style movie Where everyone is taking it so seriously But it's over the top, and you have cameos by the Ninja Turtles, Godzilla. Anyone and anything is possible. Great. Uh, American Girl Dolls. American Girl Dolls. Is that Mattel? Yeah, man. American Girl Dolls. That one's a heartbreaker. I think you stay true (laughs) to the original canon of the American Girl Dolls, and you do a deep, dark drama, Christopher Nolan-esque style, digging into the heart of america digging into what it meant to be a woman through the ages every single
2: one of these should be its own clip all right next one the uno movie oh uno
1: movie is a raunchy comedy about an underground uno tournament that is Worldwide that a group of guys on their bachelor party find out about an attempt to infiltrate and in doing so, make it all the way to the top. Last one, Magic 8-Ball. Magic 8-Ball is a horror movie about a cursed 8-Ball that seems normal at first, but then predicts the future. And so it becomes a Final Destination-esque thing where they're getting events that will happen to them and they are attempting to avoid it. I lied. One more. The Barney movie. Barney is a retired child star looking (laughs) for a comeback. He is the dinosaur? He is the dinosaur in both meanings of the word. As an actor, he is beyond his prime and they're attempting to reboot Barney, but he doesn't want to be rebooted. So he goes on a rampage against the corporation that's trying to reboot him. Oh, my goodness. There are
2: also a couple more in here that I didn't mention because I just don't know what they are. But apparently it's a major Matt Mason starring Tom Hanks. I don't know what that they're, is. The Hot Wheels, I don't know either, Is will be produced by Bad
1: Robots. Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya or something is tied to uh, Barney. Did you say that one? Really? No. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's tied to Barney in some way.
2: Untitled Barney Project. Great. All right. Well, cool. Oh, yeah. That's what it says. Yeah.
1: The pursuit of happiness. Barbie
2: would be aimed at adults and discuss the supposed disenchantment within the millennial generation. That's kind of what I said. (laughs) <laughs> it would be surrealistic and similar to adaption and being John Malkovich. <laughs> wow. That's all right. Guys, Marcus, you nailed all those. Those are incredible pitches. Okay. You can't say it about yourself. That's Hire not- me.
1: <laughs> Hire me. Look, I know the writer strike is happening. I'm not going to scab. Thank you, Ken. This Ken is this. I appreciate it. Charlie
2: Kaufman's Christ. Barney. Oh, no. Says Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to see that. Wow. Well, Marcus, is there anything else about Barbie you'd like to talk about?
1: Yeah, I I think that. um, Please go through it. I feel like I did have one problem with the movie. I loved how I love the visuals. I love the cinematography. I love how beautiful it was. I do think it was a little too simple, but I wasn't necessarily going in for like a complex plot. I wasn't expecting a a, a David Lynch film uh, or anything like that. I I
2: somebody at dinner today said they loved the movie Mother. I was shocked. I was aghast. They were offended when I called them a fool.
1: <laughs> oh no. Stuff like that. So, but my biggest issue with the movie was Mattel's involvement in the movie. Mm. Like they were the bad guy, but they didn't really do anything and they were yeah. like it felt like one of those things where they were like Oh, we can laugh at ourselves. We're a cool company. We understand that we're evil and we're a big corporation. Haha, <laughs> we're also a part of the joke too. And it was like, no, get out. Get out of here. Stop it. I don't know. It's it's not that big of a deal. I know a lot of people won't care about it, but it is something that felt like kind of cringe. Yeah. I, I think they, they could have afforded to push that envelope a little more. I don't think that's incorrect.
2: I also thought while I loved Ken World, I I loved that whole. I mean, Ryan Gosling learning about the patriarchy was so goddamn funny. What it was it was called? So, his his rage oh, frick. His dojo, Rage Dojo House Casa Casa or House. Whatever it was called. Oh, man, Casa House Dojo. It was awesome. And I love the way they um they got them all to play guitar and then flirted with each other. I and fight each other. I thought yeah. it was really great. Just the ending, I, I really, I, obviously, Barbie couldn't be with Ken, right? And I'm glad they didn't
1: do that. I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm really,
2: I'm really glad the way they, but I'm and I'm super glad Margot or Barbie <laughs> apologized for for being a jerk too. I didn't love where the Kens ended. Like I wish, I, don't know, I wish we had a little more time to grapple with what they did and how the Barbies were going to do something about it, how they were going to repent and how the Barbies were going to wrestle with the fact that they've been ignoring the Kens. Like I, I I wish we had a little more time to get into that. Maybe it will be in a second, in a second movie. And I don't think you need to spend a little of time on it, but I it just felt a little like, well, what happened there? Did they, did they all just go back to normal? And because a, a little bit of this film was like, and now we're back to normal. And but it's like, but normal wasn't good. The the point of the movie was to say normal wasn't good, and it went back to normal. I just wish there was a little something stayed there, right? Yeah, because it's like we're we're uh, we have Barbie presidents. Oh no, Ken's took over now. Barbie presidents back. Everything's right with Barbie Land. I was like, but no, Barbie Land was a result of us putting the veil in front of our eyes on what was actually happening in the real world. So. Yeah. I, Obviously, I didn't want it to be the real world. I didn't want there to it to be awful. It should still be Barbie land. Yeah. But like, I wish that, or I mean, I think it was a little bit like America Ferrera. Obviously, she couldn't have been the CEO. Like, they were starting
1: to hit. There it were little, a little things bit. like that, and then they kept it like the whole movie. We're told that there's this magical portal that leads you to that. There, there's this yeah. magic. There's yeah, this, yeah. this, there's this, that. And it's like, okay, cool. But like, we're not going to end the move. Like, it'd be crazy if we ended the movie with her becoming CEO. It'd be yeah. crazy if we ended the movie with like XYZ happening or whatever. It's like, okay, I, I feel like they could, they could have done something. Like and, given and her a designer the role. Chat.
2: Or yeah, they're like saying that, it in yeah. the chat. They they were little lines. It was there. It, they were implying some stuff, but I just wish I had a a little stronger of a specific thing there. Uh, but I think we did get it with Barbie and her character. Like her character did find completion. Yes, you know, in a really her nice character way. Character did. Yes, uh, Ken also
1: found completion. Kend like, con- I think completion America Ferreira got internal yes. sort of like solace. The char-
2: Uh the connection with their daughter. I think it all that all really worked. I just wish I had like the world, like a little more nugget of Yeah. H- how is now the world? Because I we feel got like is, the, that, is that the call to action to the world, right? Like that I think that's That's
1: something. literally what they say, right? So in the film, he's like, "Oh, can I become like can I become a member of the Supreme Court?" And she's like, "Well, no, you can get like a first-level judge and work your way up eventually." And then the narrator comes out and says like well, like this is what you know, women are also doing in the real world. Or like meanwhile, in the real world, women are working their way up to like these positions of power finally, or there was something like that in the film I understand already.
2: the metaphor, but it's also like it was weird because they said the men are wrong for doing this, so now the women in this world are going to do it. Right? Like I just I felt like there was a little more grappling that needed to happen. And this is I like the, such a small thing, you know? I just wish that. I wish that circle just reached its conclusion. Like It, it you know, ended so up with all.
1: everyone in their respective world still losing. Like the women still, lo- like yes. nothing in the real world changed for the women and nothing yes. in the fake world changed for the men. Status yes. quo remained the same.
2: And that's the metaphor. That's the, me- I understand all yeah, yeah, that, yeah. but I just wish there was a little more to, um, I don't know, the movie was so powerful. I kind of wish I left, and maybe this is me asking too much. Maybe this isn't what I want, but I kind of feel like I wish I left the movie even more so saying like, Great. So what can I do for feminism? <laughs> and maybe that would have been too ham hist- that, was, that would have been too much. I think you can do it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like like at the end of Toy Story 3, it's like the message it's clearly leaving you with is like you're never too old to be a kid, right? Or or don't let memories hold you back, right? Or, or like there's like a thing yeah. there. And this thing is feminism good guys bad which is true but like i wish i had a little more of a clear call to action for people to really like grapple with because like you said earlier most mainstream people aren't getting a feminist movie like this like this is like it's still pretty plasticky and simple and like things are resolved pretty easily but this is a more feminism than most of these movie viewers are getting point blank period yeah. maybe ever
1: you know i do think that so there I, was I, I think there was something to be said about the message and the journey that Ken took, at least from a, like what you're, you're asking yeah. for the movie to tell you what to do, right? How can you totally. help feminism? And I do think that there is something in Ken Ken's journey relating to toxic masculinity, to relating to uh, going through that journey on your own and not to making women like go on that journey for you or be responsible for your change. Yeah. Not like, the way you treat women, too, I think was heavily shown in films like that, that it's like maybe respect their intelligence, maybe actually treat them as equals, maybe take time to like g- gain their interests and or, or to understand their interests as well and not talk down to them. Stuff like that where it's like, I don't think that this movie was trying to change the world, but I do see little things like that in like, oh, yeah, maybe someone watching this movie is like, oh, shit, like I do force my girlfriend to rewatch Godfather every month. And maybe I should watch one of her (laughs) favorite films.
2: (laughs) This is so specific and funny. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I agree with all that. I saw that. I just, just, you know, I I left the movie thinking like, yes, I thinking I left the movie thinking about what I've done for the women in my life and the women in the world and thinking that I could do a little more. And And that's great. Yeah, and but I don't I don't think everyone will do that, and that's okay. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I I think it's just for mo- I don't even know what I'm saying. It's just like for movies like this where there's like such a clear messaging. You know, sometimes sometimes I think uh, a simpler package is sometimes better. But I, I could also totally be wrong. And uh, to answer Ken's question, this movie made a crap load of money. It will be coming to streaming at the very last possible
1: second. I bet. Yeah. Ken, is this go to the theaters? Don your best pink outfit and see yes. Barbie. Then, I wore a pink shirt. Then did goes you wear the Oppenheimer. I did not because I came straight I, from work and I had time to change. Loser! I bought I'm a pink sorry. shirt just for Barbie. I was dressed as I was basically pulling off a can outfit on the beach this weekend. I had like really high up those like thigh shower shorts, pink, Ooh, yeah, mm. beautiful tank yes. top, tanning Ooh. in the sun. I had a backwards hat on, 90s style sunglasses. I was loving it. Oh, Were you beach? I was beach. My job was beach.
0: Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. I was killing it. Everything
2: about it was funny. He couldn't catch the waves because he didn't know how. Um, It was incredible. Margot Robbie showing up to the kids being like, I'm here to solve your problems. They'd be like, you suck. (laughs) They're crying for the first time and like, (laughs) Yeah. heard them the, the bit of driving in the car back and forth and singing that song every time. Like it was just so fun mm-hmm. and funny. Yeah. No. <laughs> Hoochie Daddy Marcus, that's not Hoochie how Hoochie
1: Daddy. It. Let's go.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Amazing. Well, Marcus, is there anything else you'd like to talk about
1: about the Marvin movie? I love the deep cuts, f- including and then at the end showing all the actual toys that the deep cuts were based on was like spectacular chef's cool. kiss who really cool. uh sugar's daddy or whatever like how could you release that <laughs> That's an actual toy a pregnant barbie a barbie with little babies that cl- clung to her like the, the fact that there were some of these the most buck wild things the the funny fact that like the ceo of mattel who's in charge of barbie is like just the guy who's like W- women have been CEO before. Uh, yeah,
2: There's, yeah. There's was that lucid. one, and then maybe another. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. Will Ferrell in the Lego movie and the Barbie movie. I guess you got to put Will Ferrell in the Hot Wheels movie. Yeah. It's just the facts now.
1: It's just what you have to do. Ever since Elf, man, he's that guy.
2: <laughs> he's that Put guy. him
1: in a movie. You need to. You need to raise up the charm meter. Put him in. Well, Marcus, did you like the Barbie movie? I loved the Barbie movie. Same. It was
2: great. Yeah, you did. I want to see Barbie and I want to see Eppenheimer again. It's wild. Mm-hmm, I might mm-hmm. get a regal subscription just so I can go see those movies again. I might do it. Honestly. Because there's a regal over here and I have an AMC subscription. It's very sad. Uh the second question is Marcus, would you recommend this film? I would
1: definitely one hundred percent recommend the film. Easy recommendation. Everyone mm-hmm. would love it. Kids, adults. Uh, I think men, if, that, women, if you're like super, ages. if you're just that super like cringy, oh, like, oh, I watch is Andrew Tate and Joe Rogan kind of guy, like, I probably don't think you'll like it, but they might like it. They'll see themselves in Ken. That's the goal, though, right? Like, you want those, and people then by to the end, some of can. that stuff comes away. Yeah. I saw, before we continue and finish, yeah. I saw some posts talking about, I don't know if this was a joke or not. But about how Ken is like the Joker about how he's like, oh, he would be the perfect male if he didn't care about women. You know, like he's just mm-hmm. this perfect specimen of a being and women are keeping him down. Like I so stuff like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, did Ken accidentally become like. The new all uh, <laughs>
2: bright man.
1: to new all right male, like, uh, goal. Icon. Yeah, in the wrong way. That'd be wild. It'd be hilarious. And last
2: question, Marcus. Will you be watching all these new Mattel
1: films? <laughs> if they hire me as a consultant, yes. If they don't, then no. The, that has so much ego in it, I
2: don't even know how to respond. <laughs> if I pitched... Oh, sorry.
1: Several perfect films.
2: They were all perfect. Thank you. The yeah. Uno one is,
1: is pretty good. I watched
2: You know, some of them were really great. The, the Rock of Sockums was real steel. Yeah, it was. And you that realize that just... way through. It, it. was. That is the littlest robot. I didn't realize
1: halfway through. I knew from the start it was real steel.
2: Oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next week, guys, we're going to be doing the. Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the 70s and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two from the 80s. Uh, oh, thank you so much for the 100 bits. Right before we get out of here, can guys, you can follow us at Now Try This Cast everywhere. Of course, subscribe to the podcast, download it, review it, all those things. But honestly, I don't give a shit about all that. What I want you to do <laughs> is comment on this video or podcast wherever you're listening and let us know your favorite toy growing up and why it was important to you. That's
1: all I want. Hell yeah! That's all I want. Hell yeah, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you. And good night. Good night.
0: Good friends get together so they can try things. Tell about a dance pocket so you can try things.